Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, the only industrial safety podcast that brings you common sense advice on job site safety, standards, regulations, and industry best practices without putting you to sleep. Hey folks, it's time for another exciting episode of Dave and Bacon Safety Tales. We're happy to have you back. Hope you're enjoying uh all of our stories and some of our embarrassing moments and whether it's uh, some sort of bodily fluid coming out, you know, that's it's kind of what we're being known for somehow. Whenever I talk to anybody, they're like, oh, you told that story about shooting a, <laughs> shooting a rocket through your pants into the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So well. you get to hear about some of that stuff, but hopefully at least one joke, at least make somebody laugh and they maybe remember something versus you know just waking up and just doing the same stupid shit every day got it so once again we're uh fred redunzel and dave white with quad city safety um you can find us on all the social media you know, so we're quad city safety on linkedin and quad city safety on facebook we're on twitter at quad city safety um so hit us up if we can help out in any way um so today we're going to talk about some arc flash risk, the facts and fiction and some of the stuff that you need to know to kind of protect yourself. So there's not really anything more catastrophic oh, uh, happening I mean, in regards to safety than if, an arc If you flash. want to spend a couple minutes just uh, having some fun, if you just Google arc flash and you look at uh, the video images of it, it's badass shit. I mean, it is literally cataclysmic. Bingo, bango, bongo. I mean, good stuff to watch. You'll watch people, you know, busting into electric panels and all of a sudden it arcs. And then you'll see like five dudes on fire <laughs> running for their lives. And it's not funny, but yeah. literally, you know, that's why we're having the conversation is, you know, when you look at the maloelectrical arcs, it's not like, it's not like there's a ton of them out there. I mean, it's not like uh, every, you know, an electrical arcs a couple probably happens to an electrician maybe a couple times in you know the whole time that they may work yeah. in an environment but when they happen i mean it's quick and what it does is uh a lot of damage just because of the amount of uh heat that comes really fast dissipates really fast yeah and what that heat does uh, to the clothing, everything is becomes the nasty stuff. Do you want to talk a little bit about the? I mean, in regards to us, we we sell PPE, <coughs> so that's kind of where we fit in. Is like the all the different PPE you can have. So you want to talk a little difference between arc flash and flash fire? I know there's two different standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at uh, most of the personal protective equipment that we're trying to find in the market is there's there's always been this misnomer of just generically the word fr and people there people people still i mean i would say it'll be another 15 years where people will pick up something that they think is fr and there's different tests for items that are fr and so so basically people generically always hear fr and they think one size fits all Right. If it says it's FR, that means it's it's flame resistant, retardant, right. whatever you know, whatever R word, and that's ridiculous. There's another R word. Yep. And so with it being ridiculous, is 
you know, when you look at the, you know, some test is like there's the there's the, the first part of the test where you kind of light things on fire and you go, does it self-extinguish and does it only burn so far? So that's, that's one way to look at it. But then there's other tests that get into, you know, like you said, flash fire, which is NFPA 2112, and then uh, NFPA 70E, which is it's a different test. And flash fire is like, uh, imagine an explosion and the fire goes for, I want to say the test is for like 20 seconds, 20, 30 seconds, something like that. So when it blasts, it blasts for a while and then it goes out. Well, it it's it's a hot but a different in, different thing. And basically, what you're looking for is the amount of body burn. Okay. Um, when you talk about electrical arc flash, you're talking about again that electrical arc happening. And when that when that arc happens, the amount of heat and energy blows into somebody, and you're trying to make sure that it doesn't, you know. Can number one kind of catch the garment on fire? Number two, blow the garment open, okay? Um, or you know, kind of shield you from that. Because if you look at an electrical arc that happens on, you know, again, Google it, and you're going to look at this picture, and you're going to see this electrical arc, and you're just going to see this, this, you know, uh, a lot of times the easiest ones to look at will be in a, just a lab environment. Like Hugh Hoagland uh, is he's like the god of of arc flash and test just about everything yeah and so he'll be in a lab and he'll you know put the dump, dummy with something on there and then they'll, they'll have a arc and you'll just see this big flame ball really fast again but a lot of energy hitting and wafting around but again that's a completely different test and how they test the uh the garments and the and the uh, clothing and how they test it is all different so if if something so you can have a garment that may say that it's FR, yeah. then you may have, and basically what you really need to think is that's like a limited flammability. So it's literally like, I really don't know if I'm going to catch anything on fire, but if I do, I would like it to go out. And usually those items are treated with a chemical and the chem, a lot of the chemicals out there, like Banox is one of them. So they take a garment and then they spray shit on it and that chemical <clears throat> is good for you know a lot of times there's washing requirements around it so long as you catch it on fire it'll go out as long as you haven't washed a bunch of times okay but it's not it's not it's it's literally like let's say i might be welding right. and i might uh let's say i might i'm welding and i'm wearing rainwear while i'm welding why you would do that i have no idea maybe but let's say you, that was what it was and somehow a spark hit your your rain suit, you all of a sudden you don't want it to catch on fire yeah. and shrink wrap all up you. Yeah. So that might be a reason to do that. Then followed by the next thing, which would be let's go just down twenty one twelve is I'm working in the you know, I'm working in a refinery around volatile organic compounds and we may produce a spark that creates a boom and we have that flash fire versus I'm an electrician and I'm entering a panel or substate, you know, I'm somehow in an electrical environment okay. and I have an arc flash and then that's another thing. So each one of those are really different different things. So if something 
I know that one way goes like so if something's an arc flash resistant garment so like uh something that meets 70e it's not is it necessary i know actually i know if it's 2112 rated that it definitely doesn't necessarily meet 70e they're not they're not they're not does it go the other way if something's 70e does it and then inherently theoretically theoretically you could say theoretically you could say that okay but you can't because again the testing standards are different there's probably are some of them that they test some some standards are just tested against uh, the material, some some are uh, tested against sewn goods. Okay. You know, the, the final material, you know, meaning like 70E, it has to be, the garment has to be completely tested. You right. Know, so, um, again, you got to test it both ways because, you know, th- there's a failure for it. And, you know, the big deal, one of the big deals that about all these tests is the tests in my opinion, are kind of bullshit anyway. Because it's like, um, I believe, if I remember correctly, like when you're talking 2112, and it passes the test, it's going to limit second-degree body burns to less than 50% of the body. Okay. You fucking kidding me? Right. I mean, I mean, at that, I mean... Shit, you got a you got a large chance of that of not making it just just with that. By right. the time they get you in there and scrub you out, and you know you yeah. look like fucking Freddy Krueger, you, you know you have you have uh, you you just really have a shitty life. You know, probably the rest of your life. I yeah, and you're not. I'm trying to think. I don't really know many people that have been, you know, burned that Severely. substantially. Right. But I know people that have had, you know, just like skin a, grafts and stuff like yeah, that. It's, and no it's picnic. and it's kind of you know, you kind of talk to them and you know they kind of feel. They feel like the circus, you right. know, freak or whatever because, you know, everybody's always staring at this and it's like you know, that's that's the human condition. We can't. Yeah. I guess we could try to help it, but everybody's always going to look at stuff like that. Yeah. But number two is just the medical. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, a lot of times, I mean, those guys are getting scrubbed multiple times because they're just trying to get all the. They took out six months of trying to heal you yes. know, from from something like that. Yeah, I've seen like where I talked to a guy that was just basically his majority of was his arm, and the worst part was he was um, his name his name badge he had on he was wearing his right gear and everything, but he had on a plastic name badge, and so when he experienced that arc, he turned away. I mean, he did everything that he was supposed to do except for this name badge burnt into his skin and so that's like the lasting scar that's on him from from what he took yeah. some on his arm but a big scar on his chest from his name badge burning into him so yeah. one uh one thing and it has not been that long i mean really I, i've just been doing this for now six years and just the way that the technology has kind of come in the oh. past six years we had someone in here it was like five years ago they were in our retail store and they brought in uh an FR vest, a flame-resistant vest, which now actually is a limited flammability product, and it was all burnt. It was all burnt up, and they wanted to return the item because this thing is flame-resistant, so it shouldn't have burned. Like, <laughs> yeah. not understanding really what we're trying to do. It's not fireproof shit. We're not, like, firefighters going yeah, but into nothing, a fire. you got to remember that nothing, nothing's really fireproof. Right. It's resistant or retardant, and it's usually... To a to a limited 
amount. You yeah. Know, it's not like this unlimited, you know, throw a blowtorch. You know, anything eventually, get if you get it hard, hard enough, is going to go back to carbon or, you know, a basic form. Right. It's not like curl up into a ball and do like a cannonball into a campfire and just hang out there. Yeah, yeah, clothing. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. be all right. <clears throat> so, um, obviously, you have to do an arc flash study. At your facility to find out whether or not you need. Well, that's stuff. that's Isn't probably that kind of the... that's probably the biggest uh, biggest problem that you have now, and it, it was kind of uh, you do have to have an arc flash study, or right. you should have an arc flash study. And the problem is they're very expensive, so everybody kind of overlooks that. Okay. And the reason that you kind of need an arc flash study is I'm not an electrician, so I don't I don't even really know how to talk intelligently about you know when you sit breaker, there breaker. when you brock, walk up there you know a lot of times people will go well how the hell do you know what ppe to wear well the main reason that i can even steer anybody in the right way or you know the right direction is you sit there and you go well you go to nfpa uh 21 or excuse me nfpa 70e yeah and then there is um an appendix there that it kind of goes well, if you're around certain amp service and you're doing this, then you should wear uh, HRC one or two, or you know, it kind of gives you kind of gives you uh, a PPE category. Yes, I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. See, there you go. See, like where Fred's going with with that is there's already been re- revisions to that standard where it used to be. Uh, you know, hazard risk category. HRC. Yeah. So now they've changed that to Fred. PPE category. Yeah. So, uh, and what those, like there used to be, I don't think there's a zero anymore. There used to be a zero. Right. And now, now, it's, one. now it's one through four. Used to be zero and zero was like, there's a chance that when you're changing a light bulb that there could be electrical art. Right. So wear a cotton t-shirt so you don't, you know, you know, blast the shit out of yourself. Yep. So what, a, I mean, number one, you, I mean, if you're just like, you're like <coughs> do we need to do this or do we, is there a possibility of our, I mean, start with, is there a possibility of an explosion? Yeah. Yeah. But to, to go back to your, you know, where we started with the, you, well, you, you started down the uh, arc flash study. Yes. So, so going through a building and figuring out, you know, I'm, you know, power comes into the building, but where it goes and how panels are, you know, panels and sub panels and you know i mean meaning you could have like this little dainty panel that doesn't look like it has much of a service to it right but then all of a sudden you track you track it all the way back up and it's got big fat wires well if there's a chance for an arc flash that energy can you know track down to that and cause a a whole hell of a lot bigger boom so and that could be simple as Flipping a breaker switch. Yeah, theoretically, yes. And that could be like, so technically, like some companies, they don't have people that are trained yeah. on all this and, stuff. I mean, they don't a, lot, put on their a lot of times clothing. we're not talking about home service because, right. and can it happen there? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but again, you know, you know, unless you got like some weird weed operation in your basement, you know, where, you know, you've dug the whole basement out and you got a hydroponic grow system under your house. You're, you're trying not, to knock me out? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways. So, um, unless you got something like that to where you got some serious feed to your house, it's not necessarily what we're talking about. We're talking about a manufacturing yeah, you facility. You have a real Breaking Bad operation running your house, the laundry machine, laundry. Yeah, we're also, but you also, you look outside, you know, 
a building and there's like a substation, it's like, man, we really should pay attention because that shit's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And if it pops somewhere, how all that stuff's joined by wires changes. And once you have an arc flash study, it needs to be updated because, you know, you have some Joe, you know, Joe electrician guy in there. Right. And you say, "Hey, run this from here to there." Well, he's not going to update or change. You know, he's you know he's not going to change that study. But uh, once they do the study, then they can kind of uh, they should label all everything with you know what that what that uh, risk is. Yeah. So that when somebody before somebody gets in there and starts messing around, maybe it maybe it's crazy shit like you know you need some HRC four. So what was that? Uh, movie where they had to defuse the bombs or whatever no idea i mean many movies the hurt locker okay okay so like the hurt locker you know you got to put the big suit on with the big helmet and kind of waddle up there and dick with it yeah i mean the hrc4 you got to kind of think about it that's what you're kind of doing is you you've gone dude we're coming up on something that's an unknown value. We really don't know what the hell it is, but there's a chance that it could blow the shit out of yeah, everything. If it goes down, <laughs> I want to be prepared for it to yeah. go down. So, you know, that that uh, that study kind of gives you the ability to walk up there and kind of look at it and go, oh, we don't have to worry about, you know, completely the, you know, blowing the shit out of everything. It's just, it's just a, it's just a nine cow. Right. So I just need to make sure I've got my basic stuff on. Yep. So we're, we got to figure out, I guess, back to my thought was that, is there a possibility of an explosion? Mm-hmm. Will the worker be near radiant heat? Could be part of it. What do we got here? For flash fire, I'm assuming, will the worker be near liquid or chemicals? Or will they be near particulates for combustible dust? Yeah, it could be combustible dust. Because, um, I mean, everybody forgets about combustible dust until... Like a you know some kind of sugar plant or something, right? They blow the freaking roof off of it, and then everybody's everybody starts worrying about uh, particulate. I mean, I I think about when I was a kid, man. We'd get a hold of uh, the best way to understand that yeah. is get you a get you a bottle of creamer, coffee you know, creamer, coffee creamer, okay. real fine creamer, and then get you a light, get your old handy Zippo out. And hold that Zippo out and start sprinkling that over that flame. Okay. And you'll watch it'll just fall. It'll just flame up. And that's that's just combustible. That's combustible dust. Is you've put a heat source to ignite something, and then you got enough oxygen in there that it just flames up. Fair enough. Um, so some some bullet points that I had. You got any myths about arc flash protection? With the exception, I guess we kind of went over one that. The stuff's not fireproof, so that would not kind of be fireproof. if you hear the word fire and resistant, <clears> you <throat> think I'm resistant to fire, which yeah, it's kind of the goal. But you're not, you're, you're not, not, you're not, not a bubble, uh, you're not what, that protected. What the hell? There's a superhero. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> like Ghost Rider, something. He's like, got the flame around the skull head. No, I know that he can go through. A lot of heat or whatever. All right, we'll Google that one after. This. I don't know. We'll figure that out. I'm not real good with cartoon characters and stuff like that. Yep. So they got a little bit into talking about welding. Um, so it's a completely different topic, but what is arc eye and how do welders protect themselves from arc eye? Arc eye. 
So Arkai is uh, retinal damage. Okay. And so Arkai is, you know, anybody, anytime somebody pops, you know, they're getting ready to, to weld, you'll hear them pop that arc. And basically it's creating, uh, you know, a infrared light that's like crazy, like it's like staring at the sun. And so, you know, if you want arc eye, you can good. You don't have to ha have an arc. You can go out on a on a good June, July, summer day and just stare at the sun. Yeah. And w what that's doing is you're 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 looking into a light source that then burns the back of your retina. And I mean, it's actually. It's actually a recordable or can be a recordable for, you know, people that, you know, shops that are doing welding is, you know, somebody fails to, to, to have, you know, um, a lens that shades that part of the light spectrum out. Yeah. And it burns back there. You need, some people need to go get on the antibiotics so that your, uh, your retina will heal. So it can actually be a recordable. Yeah, I probably should have let this question melt into our dumbass of the week this week because we have a very special dumbass of the week. Oh, yeah. Dave White's going to be our dumbass of yes, the week. Yes, I am the dumbass of the week. It's the dumbass of the week. Talk about your uh, your your history with welding and well, kind of I mean, your, your methods of protection. Well, you know, I've... Being that uh, you know, I have that stupid ass hillbilly background. I mean, we, we do dumb. We're famous for doing dumb shit, and part of it is you know, you try to do some of the face shielding stuff. Where man, if maybe if I do kind of the Count Dracula kind of over it, right, I'm, not, right. I'm I'm not gonna get all the way in there. Yeah, it's like the looking at the eclipse. Yeah. So you know, luckily the uh, when the eclipse happened this year, uh, somebody had procured some of those like. Thirty-five dollar. Uh, they look like you used to go to the uh, the 3D movies or whatever. Yeah. You remember what the the little lenses? That's all they did. You ever see them uh -uh. when they were out? Yeah. So they were that with like a shade fourteen right. lens in it. So when you'd look through it, you couldn't really see anything. So you put those cheesy ass, you know, kind of almost like a paper glass with the lens in it and stare up there. Yeah. But no, me being the dumbass, you know growing up is every time you hear an art for some reason you want to see what everybody's doing so you turn around and stare right at it right then what once you see it then you and you, you're trying to still see what's going on you just kind of you try to do the count dracula over it so you can just you know look right over the top of your arm right. at it. so because if you're not uh, exposing yourself to all of it like your 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 forearm does take out about 60 percent of the damage yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah <laughs> Fear. Uh, I I don't know how to measure that, but yeah, I'm, it's gonna pull out some. But yeah. still, I'm I'm pretty sure when I look around, all these little dead places in my eyes, you know, right. and floaters and shit, yeah. are all due to me being a dumbass and looking at something. You know, probably eating too many paint chips. You know, chewing on uh, chewing on those while I was staring at the you know the sun when I was a kid. Probably are part of the reason that I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Fair enough. So. That was one uh, you were just probably mostly welding by yourself or with some buddies or something like that when you're doing that sort of thing. So yep. that's a home. That, that's probably where most of welding injuries happen. Well, you just the regular get it, Joe you that's usually at his house. get it going and then pop it down. You know, so that you know, 
you were going with it, but most of the time that you got exposed is you weren't necessarily doing it yourself. You're just around it. And I mean, you'll still, I'm, I'm guilty of it today. And I think most people who walk through is once you hear it, you, you do, it's, it's commonplace for you just to turn and look. Right. And, you know, that's why they even have, you know, there's a lot of people out there, a lot of manufacturers that we, we represent, for instance, Pyramex is one that kind of has like a, a regular safety glass, but it's kind of got a shade two in it. Right. So it's not so dark that you can't walk around, but See it's, it's kind of mint. So dumbasses like me, when we're walking through there and all of a sudden we hear that pop and we turn around and look, we're not immediately frying, you know, getting that retinal burn. Yeah. As I say, in regards to PPE, we're all dumbasses at home when we're doing our own shit, like at our own house and oh. stuff like that. I'm definitely a safety glass optional person at home. You're, you know, I have two million pairs that I've been given from vendors and stuff like that around. But when I'm using, don't a, put them on. No. When I'm using, <laughs> when I'm using a circuit, I'll go and show them to everybody and oh, say, yeah. "Hey, you got to protect yourself at work." But when I'm using a circular saw at home, cutting a piece of wood, I'm turning my head yeah, while yeah. using a circular saw, yeah, yeah, so that the dust doesn't fly up into my face instead of just Instead taking of putting the 10 a respirator, seconds, yeah, to going and grabbing you know a dust mask, a, a dollar a, worth of shit that you have, right, that I already have at my house, so. <laughs> We're all idiots at home, so. But right. but that's that, but that's no different than when we go into the you know the workplace, and it's just it's just really just taking the time to do it. Yeah. And you know just it that's it that's a hundred percent it is just taking the time to do it because yeah. you know just because you were safe the first five hundred times that you did it and you didn't get a big chunk of wood to fly off in your eye doesn't mean oh, today is going to be the day. Who, who hasn't hurt themselves doing a home project? Right. They're a lying bastard, or yeah. they're just they're just the guy that doesn't do anything and hires you know, you know the he's got that like cheddar. A, yeah, he's got the cheddar, the the home improvement guy, or the father-in-law that probably goes home and goes, I can't believe I let this <laughs> asshole marry my daughter. <laughs> this pussy ass. <laughs> he couldn't even. You ain't even gonna believe this. He didn't even. Ask him for an Allen wrench. You know what he handed me? He, all he had to do was put in a stud in the wall so he could hang a mirror for his wife. He can't even get that taken care of. Piece of shit. Yeah, he's got the most beautiful fingernails I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's get on to our, our safety Q&A for the week here. So, number one, this is actually an arc flash question. So, will a 100 cal arc flash suit protect me better? Well... That's kind of a it's kind of a really weird question. Yep. Because number one is if somebody's in a hundred cal situation, <laughs> right. they need to get the fuck out of it. <laughs> that was my be, first be, thought because, when I read the question. Because a hundred cal is is a shocking amount of energy. Right. And you're going all, to die inside of your clothing uh, if a hundred I mean, cal yeah, blasts I mean, you. Most likely. Well, it's it's you're gonna have you're gonna have a fucking severe concussion yeah you might not be burnt but you're going to be shot to the moon you're yeah you're gonna there's gonna be because again it's there's there's a shock wave that happens right a loud you know shocking concussion so there's good chance that you you can't fucking hear you're not gonna know where you're at right. you've probably been blown back so number one is just that number just scares the shit out of me is I wouldn't want to I would tell him I'd go um, dude uh, either go get some serious insurance and just you got a death wish or right. you know I would probably be look I wouldn't be able to handle it I'd be looking for another job I'm too much of a wuss when it comes but to theoretically 
but theoretically from a burn, I guess, or yeah, from a, I mean, from theoretically, an flash, it's, it's you, probably you, it's, well. I mean, you have to think about it, and I'm not going to get these numbers right, but when you have uh, that arc flash, is that you are taking solid copper and turning it into a vapor. Yeah. So in not even it's less than nanoseconds, I believe is. And once it occurs, it, is, it melts that copper and it turns it again into the vapor, but it expands by like 35,000 times just in, instantaneously. Right. It is a flash. Yes. The word flash is a, is a major part that. But it, but in that, in that expansion, it creates a, you know, that, 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 that clap or the concussion. Yeah. And it creates a fireball of heat. It very it's it's as hot I believe it's as hot as the sun is. Okay. I mean, so you're literally standing by the sun for you know a f- fraction of a second as this thing blows by you. Right. And I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, but a hundred cal. I mean, here's here's the thing that people always go is that, you know they'll walk up there and they'll go, well, I'm going into HRC two, which require me requires me to be above a eight calories. Right. Um. So in I always sit there and somebody finally explained it to me where I thought it, it made a little bit of sense and whether it's all the way right, maybe it is, or maybe it's not, who gives a shit, but yeah. this is at least a thought process, right. is when you think about a calorie, a calorie is take your cigarette lighter out, turn it, fire it up, and go one 1,000. If it's two calories, you go one 1,000, two 1,000. Yeah. So if you're getting to HRC2, imagine, I mean, I want to see the, guy, the dumbass that can handle, you know, Put his put his hand over you know over the Zippo and count to you know yeah. eight to get there, but the problem is when you go from you know you get up to that eight. A lot of times you, you're in a coverall, so when you start going above that, it gets heavier. Yeah, the material weight of what you're putting on, and they are making some lighter, more breathable, nicer stuff out there. But the rule of thumb is usually it's getting. Hot, it's getting heavier and hotter. Right. The more the more cows that the garments waited for. Yep. Well, they have proven that if you get it saturated with sweat, so obviously everything's you know the electrician's not usually wiring stuff in the freezer section, you yeah. know, where they're you know hanging out and being you know chilled and cooled and everything. Right. So if I've got a bunch of extra garments on and it's hot and I'm sweating and then I've sweated into my garment, well, you don't you don't get the same art protection that you do with a regular dry garment. Okay. And that's just they've just proven that through through testing that you don't get you know uh, the blowback and all that stuff is you don't get the same protection. Yeah. Do you ever have it where, are you a gas grill guy or are you a charcoal grill guy? You seem like a charcoal grill. I'm a charcoal grill guy. Okay. I, matter of fact, I think propanes are for pussies. I just, well, I can't. I like to be able to uh, pull a steak out of the fridge and then be eating that steak like eight minutes later. So it's tough to do that with a charcoal grill. It's impossible and to do you that with a charcoal grill. <laughs> and so Unless you just, you're just going to take it out there and douse it in lighter fluid and just, yeah. just light it right up. So uh, when you got a couple of toddlers at home, sometimes you need to try and yeah. make a steak happen. And, uh, you need to make dinner happen in 15 minutes. But anyways, I assume it probably happens with a charcoal grill. I'm too big of a pussy to cook with one. <laughs> but with a gas grill, sometimes you turn on the gas. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you go to fire it up. 
and you click it a couple of times and it doesn't quite light. And all of a sudden you're like, what in the hell's going on? You hit, <laughs> and you hit it again and all of a sudden it's whoosh, yeah. blast right up into your face. And now you've had that feeling where all of a sudden then you start patting your face, like yeah. feeling your eyebrows, making you're out of breath. And that's what we're talking about, only times 100. Yeah, yeah you have that happening. But it's yeah, your whole you, body. It, it does happen when you're doing a, a you know, charcoal or you know wood or however you're cooking because because yeah. you a lot of, you'll go to put your uh, lighter fluid on it well what happens is you put your lighter fluid on it okay. and it's like it's like 95 you're out by the pool you're you know you're four beers and feeling six good pack yeah and you don't think about all the fact that wait a second gasoline that's 100 degrees Fahrenheit will is a little bit different than a gasoline that's 30 degrees okay. Fahrenheit. So, again, the how to, how it lights say, up quicker. Well, the vapor, the, you know, the vapor pressure of it. So that'll blast you in the face too. Yes, You'll feel that come at you. Uh, I've I've done not as bad as a not as bad as a grill. Yeah, as a gas grill. Yeah. Or you know, I've I've, I've a couple times caught my my kids. Their their grandparents have one, one of those uh, gas grills, and all of a sudden I go, "Do you like that?" And they're like, "Yeah." And before I even open it, I before I even let them open it, it usually has that auto start. And yep. You'll hit that auto start, and you just hear it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a big uh, blow. But yeah, I've done that plenty of times, and I got this beautiful head of hair too. So you just no, you feel that, it you burn right all up. Luckily, I mean, uh, I have like three good Irish eyebrows that okay. you know, point towards True North or whatever. So. <laughs> if you got that goatee, uh, the little goatee, well, can, yeah. you can get some. Yeah, I guess nothing smells worse than burnt hair too. Yeah. But no, I mean that's probably the reason that I mean I don't have a lot of hair on my arms, but you know I'll burn it off pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was dumbass of the week, and well, wait a minute, we, no, we haven't we even got mean... through all our questions yet, have we? That was question one. That was a lengthy answer. Oh. Spurned off on a. Anyway, so question number two: Why do Zorbents come in different colors? Um. Well, there's two main reasons. Okay. Is there's multiple colors out there, but. You, you, the biggest things to remember is there uh, is white, and there's typically your gray, and your gray is going to be a universal, but then your white is oil only. So typically, a white will either be treated or it'll be a, a hydrophobic polypropylene. So hydrophobic meaning scared of water will not suck up water. Okay. Will only suck up oil versus a a a uh, an oil and what's that? The other one's an oil and yeah, it will it sucks up anything. Yeah, you know so. So uh, I assume uni- cost a, a universal sorbents is usually what they're called. So I assume cost is different. Uh, cost oil cost is a little bit different, but how to say? Let's say, let's say we have an oil spill in the water. You really want to suck up. You know you'll you'll see them. Okay, they'll put those booms out there. And they don't want it to suck up all the water because gotcha. they're trying they're trying to to get you know again uh, the petroleum or whatever it yeah. is that makes perfect sense. I, I literally you know doing this for quite a while I didn't even realize I never even thought about that I was like yeah. why would you just get one that sucks up everything then why would you even buy, waste your time but that makes that makes sense yeah where you get how to say there's a lot of situations where you only want to want to pick up 
just the just the oil, not not all, you know, not water or whatever, because then you're you're loading it with something that you know it's a glorified yeah. sponge. But you know, here you go. If we would have tried to do a universal uh, sorbent approach to the the Exxon Valdez oil spill, the whole state of Alaska would be you know nothing but spent sorbents with right. you know waiting for them to dry out. Yeah, the clicker picker upper. But you also have, and you'll you'll see other ones that are like, typically like ones that are marked yellow. They'll say they're hazmat. Well, they're universal, but they mark them. So let's say we're in some cataclysmic shit or whatever, and we're trying to make sure that uh, we get everything cleaned, cleaned and abated. We may have a to- a tanker here spill out, and we've got sorbents down there sucking that up. But let's say down here we have some weird uh, chemical that we're trying to pick up also. Right. Well, all of a sudden, we may not want to mix those sorbents together. Okay. Because maybe they just don't play well with each other. Fair enough. All right, third question. What's the difference between type 1 and type 2 like safety cans? Um, type 1 and type 2 safety cans. Number of holes. Okay. Type one, one hole. Type two, two holes. What's the reason for the well, two hole approach versus the well, one hole? Typically, approach? the cost is a lot of it. I mean, to me, you know, so your your type one basically you fill it up and you dispense out of one hole. Okay. And the, usually those are the ones that you see that have the shitty little funnel on it that comes on and off depending on whether you're filling or dispensing. Okay. The type two are a little bit nicer, so. Typically, there is a point where you fill it, so that's that's the first hole. The second hole, you kind of have that that handle that kind of pulls back, and usually it'll have a spout so you can kind of aim it. Okay. So you know that's that's the main the main difference there is that they're they're treat they're not uh, I just say it's similar f- safety features in how they're trying to keep you know keep everything from blowing up or whatever or, or having, you know, uh, how to say, they don't store up vapors. Like you'll always hear like some dumbass that gets like the plastic gas can yep. and it's hotter than shit outside. Just like, you know, just like the barbecue grill that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. He walks he walks up to whatever he's working on and goes to take the top off. Have you ever had that happen where you get a hot gas can and you go to open the front and, and it, and it's pressure. It's nope. got vapor pressure, okay. and it can shoot some shit out. And then you just happen to maybe shoot it out on the manifold, and then you you have this little minor explosion, and you burn the shit out of your 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 dumbass or <laughs> your neighbor dog, holding or something. it up, and you're smoking a cigarette. Oh, it comes uh, across and blasts yeah, out. Yeah, you do like a real carnival trick. That would be something else. To, I will sit there and watch you do that. All right, I'll, I'll take I'll take a. I'll take the heat for that one. All right. Well, we got a we got an advertisement this week, so I don't know if you've ever heard Bacon Bacon's Jewelry. It's Bacon's. a new yeah, it's a new jewelry company that just came out. <laughs> so, Dave, what do you get the girl in your life to show her how much you love her while being NFPA seventy E compliant? Any idea? Uh-uh. How about a pair of forty cal ruby red sapphire earrings? <laughs> they say a diamond is forever, but if the but if the band attached to it. What the, wait a minute, I'm butchering it. They say a diamond is forever, but not if the band attached to it burns a hole in your hand. Nah, that would be bad. You need to melt her heart figuratively, not literally, with our Flash Fire Tiara that universally 
mounts directly into most brand face shields. Does she wear class zero rubber gloves all day? How do the guys on the job know she's off the market with the hand you fell in love with covered up? Well, you can let them know with high voltage safe engagement rings. Slide right over the top of her rubber glove. All her coworkers will be jealous, muttering, he went to Bacon's. Come on down and we'll save your arms and legs without costing you an arm and a leg. This ad, not endorsed by Dave and Bacon's safety tales, nor do we endorse or recommend any of the talked about products. So anyways. Were you up like in the middle of the night? Uh, with, with that idea? Yeah. No, I just started writing it. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I do stay up late at night and start to think of some of these ideas. Okay, but. there you are. Anyways, I think that's about all the time we have for this week. I know it sometimes feels like we're kind of poking fun when we talk about, it's funny to go on YouTube and watch these videos, but we're really talking about some super dangerous shit. And so... Safety's important. Um, nobody wants to talk about it. We're not um, going to live, we're never going to live life in a bubble. Right. So we're just trying to make sure when you get outside of that bubble, there's a couple things to pay attention to, especially in the occupational life. Well, if we can't so. make fun of ourselves or some <laughs> some asshole running through the streets on fire waving his <laughs> arms, what are we trying to do here? Yeah. We're just trying to have fun over the course of somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. So we're trying to make safety an everyday conversation. And you guys can help us. So drop us a line, comment on our social media, review us on iTunes, um, keep the conversation going. We even have a few freebies to toss your way if you can give us a review on iTunes and let us know. So appreciate you guys listening. The only way we can keep spreading, uh, spreading our message about safety um, is with you guys helping us out. So keep it up. Don't forget you can visit us anytime at quadcitysafety.com. Remember, safety has no quitting time. We'll be back next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening in to Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, brought to you by Quad City Safety. Send us your questions on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter at Quad City Safety, hashtag Safety Tales, or email them to Fred at quadcitysafety.com. He's the guy keeping this mess of a show in line. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's a kick-ass way to show that you care about safety.